Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern alongside my co-host just about each and every week. He is Pastor Ken Keltner, Brookside Baptist Church. Can you tell I'm fired up today? You're fired up. You are fired up. Mike you know McGivern. why I'm fired up? Because I spent a bunch of time on, on our next guest. He co-founded uh, KingdomSports.Online. And he is Coach Ron Brown. And, and I got to tell you, and, and I told you guys this before we, uh, we started the segment. I'm going to promote this uh, website a lot. And and you have to now listen to me. If you if you're if you gotta leave the house in five minutes to go meet your wife for dinner, don't go on this website. Don't do it because you're not spending five minutes on it. Put thirty minutes aside. Coaches, players, parents, anybody involved in athletics, you want to get fired up for the day. You want to get fired up to go play, to go watch, to to go coach. Man, this is the website, and we're going to talk about it. Our special guest for the entire hour. He's the director of player development at Nebraska. I get, you know, I get a lot of people saying, "What are you a big Cornhusker fan, man?" You get a lot of Nebraska boys on, and I said, "Hey, these are some good men, man. These are really good men." And and Gordon Teeson, who was on a couple of weeks ago with us, who played at Nebraska. We, as we do, we ask for recommendations for guys that uh, might get up on the mountaintop with us. First name out of his mouth, Ron Braun. You need to you need to look him up, contact him. So I got a hold of Coach Ron Brown, and and he said, "You sure you want me on?" And I go, "Yeah." And he said, "I don't know. You better do some research on me because, look, I'm I'm not holding anything back." And I said, "Pastor Ken Keltner is going to love that." Coach Ron Brown, how you doing today, my friend? Good, Mike. Uh, great to be with you and Pastor Ken. Thanks for having me on. Lord bless you. Oh, you bet, man. We're so blessed to have you. Hey, Coach, can we talk a little bit about your your upbringing and where you where you were born and raised and, and where you went to school before we get more into uh, your testimony and some of the things you're doing now? Sure, sure, uh, Mike. Um, yeah, I was, uh, a little bit of an unusual background. Um, I was a ward of the state of New York City. I was born uh, in, in New York, never knew my biological parents, was in an orphanage for a small bit of time. Uh, was uh, was brought as a foster child uh, to Massachusetts off, off of Cape Cod, a place called Martha's Vineyard, uh, with a couple, an older couple, who had very little uh, finances, uh, very little education, and uh, myself and a bunch of other kids from inner city Boston, New York, uh, et cetera, were all brought to this little island off the coast of Massachusetts, and we all grew up kind of together. And so I eventually got adopted. And um, I went to uh, played played sports, football, basketball, 
Uh, I ended up going to an Ivy League school called Brown University. Um, played football there. Um, had had some NFL activity afterwards. Signed uh, with three different teams for the next three years. Uh, finally went on to graduate school. Um, but uh, during that time, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Uh, Christ really just intercepted me, man. And he, he and just like an interception in football, he took it in a different direction. And uh, uh, with uh, with my repentance and uh, the opportunity to grow in my faith, uh, discover the Word of God, I couldn't put it down. And as uh, uh, I I was I was uh, challenged to be a coach. I didn't want to do that, but uh, eventually uh, I just decided to go for it, and uh, was at Brown University for three years as a, as a excuse me for four years as a, as an assistant coach, and then lo and behold, out of nowhere, University of Nebraska Tom Osborne hired me in 1987, uh, and I've coached here for 25 years. Um, uh, was recently at Liberty University for three years, but came back Scott Frost when he got the head job. Here at Nebraska, he brought me back um, to be the director of player development. So, uh, in that whole process, I, I just uh, I've grown in my faith in the Lord. Married uh, my my dear wife, who I've been married to now for 34 years. Have two daughters in their 20s, and I praise God for the opportunity to be back here in the land of milk and honey, Nebraska. <laughs> Ron, that is uh, that is a great testimony. Tell me tell me a little bit when you were talking about. The the Lord intercepted you. Uh, was it a teammate? Was it a, uh, someone inviting you to church, giving you a Bible? How how was it? Uh, tell me a little bit more of how that that whole journey began. Right right at that point. You know, when I was a sophomore in high school, uh, there was a woman uh, who was teaching a Bible study at our church, and I started to come, and that was the first time I really heard the gospel. And it really began to melt my heart, but I, I, I kept resisting, kept resisting, and I finally just told her, I can't come back anymore because I'm going to end up giving my life to Christ, and I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so I went on to college, and I actually tried to deny Christ, but I ran into a guy, a college teammate, a guy named Harry Walls, who um, was a wide receiver on our football team. I played in the secondary and uh, the long story short of it, he was probably the only Christian on our team. And he started Bible studies. I watched him carefully. He never pushed it down my throat, but he lived out loud big time. And I, and I, and I knew there was something different about him, and I knew it was Christ. Hmm. Well, he ended up uh, going to uh, transferring to another school, went to seminary. And uh, during that time, uh, Jesus Christ <laughs> just really made himself known to me. I fell on my face, surrendered my life to Jesus Christ, I trusted him, uh, his death on the cross, his resurrection from the dead. I trusted him for eternal life, and it, my, my life began to change uh, dramatically, really. And, and the long story short of it, Harry is now the, uh, at the Master's College, mm-hmm. He's probably John, McCar- John MacArthur's right-hand mm-hmm. man right now out mm-hmm. there. And, and uh, so we've had a wonderful reunion. He had no idea for 22 years that God had used him to help lead me to Christ. Wow. So we found each other after 22 years. It was a great reunion. It was one of those uh, once-in-a-lifetime heaven-on-earth type of experiences, and uh, so uh, we, we've rejoiced since. And so I, I love, uh, obviously, uh, I love the idea that even on a football team, 
someone living their life uh, mm-hmm. uh, radically for Jesus Christ, you're being watched more than you think. Oh, we are talking with uh, Coach Ron Brown. He's the Director of Player Development at Nebraska. He's also the co-founder of KingdomSports.online. KingdomSports, one word, dot online. That, and I will recommend that website a lot throughout this show. Pastor? Uh, Coach, what a tremendous testimony. I, I don't know if we'll ever get to meet in person on earth, but we sure will in heaven. I uh, mm-hmm. I loved your, your testimony. In fact, it uh, it was so clear. Uh, uh, it, it, it was powerful. It, it, to be honest, it, it reminded me of... Uh, of uh, Matt Charles' testimony that was just uh, uh, lauded there during uh, President Trump's speech uh, with that Step 1 program, uh, mm-hmm. that he was released from prison. The next day, I listened to uh, somebody interview him, and they said, well, when, when, did you, when did it change in your life? You're in prison. He goes, man, I can tell you the day it changed. And he shared a testimony, you know, about how someone— reached out, gave him a Bible, started studying with him, and, and he came to Christ. He said, I remember that night as clear as day when I put my faith and trust in the Lord. And, and Ron, it's just refreshing again to hear someone that's so clear with their testimony of how they know Jesus Christ saved them. And uh, I thank you, and I, I know God's been using you for, for that time, and I'm sure uh, you said it's Matt that's working out at Masters right now. Um, yeah, Harry. Harry, Harry, Walsh. Harry Walsh. Harry Walsh. Yeah, and Harry. Uh, I tell you what, to hear that after 22 years, that had to be exciting. And you're right; people are watching because they're looking for the truth. I'll tell you another real exciting part of that story is that these dear people who adopted me—they were old enough to be my grandparents. And like I said, they had nothing. I mean, they had very little money. Uh, most of the times, when people are adopting, they're pretty well educated. They—they they usually have some money. Not these people. They—they they were poor. Um, they, uh, my, my, my new mother never finished seventh grade. My new father never finished high school and they brought me in and raised me as their own. And God gave me the opportunity before both of them died to, uh, share the gospel with them. Both of them trusted Jesus Christ before they died. And and at different, at different times, it it was just, usually it's the other way around. Usually mm -hmm. the Christian couple adopting you know, some uh, some mm-hmm. poor kid who didn't have anything, and leading them to Christ, it was the other way around. So God can do it a variety oh. of different ways. Absolutely, so, that's powerful. Hey, yeah. Ron, so, can I can I ask you before we get to a break? Adopted by yeah. by these uh, this couple, she didn't finish seventh grade. He didn't finish high school. How is it that you went to Brown University? I mean, obviously they they though they didn't finish their education. They certainly made it clear to you that that was important. Absolutely, they did, and that and they brought uh, my new sister and I up like um, as if we they had come from a great education. They couldn't help us with biology. They couldn't help us with math. They had no idea about what college is all about, but they did know what it meant to do your homework, and you don't go out to play until all that homework is done. And I, in my house, I was not allowed to bring home anything but A's. My sister wasn't quite the student I was, uh, probably more of a BC student. I was a straight-A student all the way through. So when they saw that, what they, their mentality was, you maximize your potential. No, you don't bring home bees. The, the, the 10-foot rim never got lowered to 8 yeah. feet in my house. Man. It was, even though these people were not educated, they had an incredible sense of discipline, and it's forever, I think, been it, it, 
influential in my life, that's for sure. Hey, Ron, uh, really quickly, I've been a basketball coach a long time, and there's a young man I had uh, years ago at a, a high school called Dominican, and we won back-to-back state championships. This young man, his his mom was a teacher's dad was a police officer, and they said, you get one B. We're going to let you hmm. fool around in one class. And they hmm. carried that through grade school, high school, and you got a full ride to Loyola in Chicago. And they, when the coach recruited him, he said, they said, here's the deal. And I had the coach on another show that I do from Loyola, and he said, look, he is in the library more than anybody. And he said, and I'm not talking about my basketball team. I'm talking about the campus because his parents, they don't fool around. He gets one B. They, he That's can right. fool around in one class by getting a B. In fact, the, the last semester of sophomore year, he got two Bs. They did not let him play all summer long. Couldn't play AU ball. They said, you think we're playing? We're not playing. And I went to his wedding uh, a few years ago. One of the best players in 36 years I've ever coached. Physically, mentally, spiritually, academically, all the way across the board. And when he said, look, we're going to win back-to-back state championships, coach. I said, okay, let's do that. And sure enough, we did. When he cut down the net the second year, he kind of came over and he said, I told you, didn't I? I said, yes, sir, you did. And you uh, you were correct. Hey, Coach, let's get to a break. He is Coach Ron Brown, again, Director of Player Development for Nebraska Cornhuskers. And he is the co-founder of KingdomSports.Online. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment, this website, because I got a lot of questions for him. He made a comment on one of the the the, uh, the videos I was watching that said, "Once you once you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, once you are in that family, you, you're a five star recruit. You are a five star recruit for Jesus." I'm going to ask him what he means by that on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner for Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest, he is Ron Brown, Coach Ron Brown, Director of Player Development at Nebraska, and he's the co-founder of KingdomSports.Online. KingdomSports.Online. And I wanted to utilize uh, that part of um, what we're going to talk about here as a jumping-off point for the second segment, because like I said, Ron, I, I, I was on that website for quite a while, and I've got my headphones on at my desk, and we have kind of an open concept here at Intercom Milwaukee, and I'm cheering and clapping, and I could feel people looking at me like, "What is he? What is he watching?" Because it was just really good. I love the format of of doing you know shorter videos, 10, 12 minutes. Um, I would recommend when you go to that website for coaches, it's called Kingdom Coaching Overtime. And really good stuff to coaches. Kingdom Sports Overtime, really good, I think, in general to players, to parents, uh, coaches, administrators. Uh, Kingdom Sports in Focus, Kingdom Sports Sunday School. The, these, they're just a wonderful way, I think, for 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 men. 
uh, especially coaches, to utilize this and parents as kind of a jumping-off point. When they're, when they're talking about this to their team or they're talking about this to their kids and their players, and I wanted the, the one that really jumped out at me is, is when you talked about um, being a five-star recruit. And I took some notes on that, and I just thought that was really interesting. Is you know what? It's it's like once you become, you know, born again, and, and you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. In your words, you are now a five star recruit for Jesus, and I really like that. That analogy is going to it's going to be very loud on this show because everybody that listens to sports knows what a five star recruit is, and and I just thank you for that. It was a really good video. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. that. And yeah, I, you know, what I mean by five-star recruit is, you know, for years I've, I've recruited here in, in major college football. And, um, you know, we, we hear about the five-star recruits and so forth, but there's a number of them that never live up to their potential. Um, and really, when you really think about it, guys, um, many of us, particularly here in America, have become uh, we're many of us Christians are still stuck on milk spiritually. We don't know the Word of God that well. We don't uh, we don't know it. We don't know it well enough to teach it. Uh, we 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 have taken it out of context too often. Uh, we don't have the focus to sit down and really get after it. And so therefore, uh, we never really develop all of the abilities that a five star quote five star recruit should be imagine a five-star recruit coming to your school to play football or basketball and and they all they ever do is sit on the bench they never get out there and play and i and i feel like spiritually um that's what's happened to us overall we're not playing with the dynamic power that we should play with and it's largely due because of our our work ethic i mean there's a there's a there's a proverbs verse proverbs 22 29 it says this, do you see a man who's diligent in his work? That man will not stand before average men. He will stand before kings. That's what that verse means. Uh, the scripture talks about to, to show thyself approved. You have to study hard, it talks about in the New Testament. Um, it, it says in Psalm 119, 46, I will speak of thy testimonies even before kings, and I will not be ashamed. To stand in front of kings and to be able to speak our testimonies, to be able to live that out publicly so that the world may hear and know the reality of the Lord Jesus Christ means that we have to be in an empty stadium working our tail off. Greatness is not made in empty stadiums. It's only, it's, 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 excuse me, greatness is not made in full stadiums. It's made in empty stadiums, and it's only revealed in a full stadium. So we have to go out there and work every single day, getting in front of the Lord, spending time with Him, studying the Word of God, in prayer, being able to live it out over and over and over again. That's what I mean by a five-star recruit. A five-star recruit, not just in name only, when we trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, but in full growth maturity as we press on to the, the, the image of Jesus Christ and, and, and growing closer into His image day by day. That was a great message. <laughs> That's all I can say. I mean, I, I, I have several passages just kind of going through my mind right now. I mean, I'll show you my faith by my works. Um, you're, you're right on that we have grown soft as Christians. We don't know the Word, and uh, we don't do what we've been commissioned to do. I mean, uh, the last, one of the last figures I saw was 95% of evangelical believers have never led one person to Jesus Christ. 
and um, we we have totally missed the boat on what you know what our savior what our commander told us hey this is what i want you to do and we're weak in the word i mean everything you said coach i totally agree with you it's it's but i'm pointing the thumb i'm not just pointing the index finger yeah i I know every single day we got to get up and and decide and it's a choice every single day are we going to live for king jesus and in his kingdom or are we going to be double-minded and even though we bear the name of jesus christ we're living carnal lives in the flesh most of the day. I, I just don't want to live like that anymore. Hey, do you know? Do you know the other part? And again, we're talking to Ron Brown, Coach Ron Brown. He he said in this video, he said, you know, you you say you have uh, faith, but there's no evidence. Why are you trying to look like everyone else? Be the five-star player you're supposed to be. So when you accept Jesus Christ, you don't blend in with everybody else. Don't do it. You know what? Be that five-star player that you're supposed to be, and you say you have faith, but you be, you know what? Show it. There, if there's no evidence, you're just going to be like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You t- that's I, a gra- go ahead. That's a great comment. That's a great comment. Um, and, you know, if you go through the 15th chapter of the book of Jeremiah, you know, Jeremiah was that lonely, weeping prophet mm-hmm. and had, had, had to bear bad news to the people, but as he was trying to tell them, hey, you better repent, you better get right with the Lord, there's going to be tremendous judgment that comes. But the Scripture uh, says in, in Jeremiah 15 that Jeremiah is, is, is telling the people, stop being like the world. They should become like you. We should be such a standard that people look at us and say, that's what I want right there. And then it tells Jeremiah, you must be, if you're going to be an ambassador for me or a spokesman for me, you must be willing to extract the precious from the worthless. Mm. And, I, and I really believe that God has called us, in a sense, to be home plate empires, to call the balls and the strikes accurately for this world. We're put on this earth to really de, to be able to decipher truth from error. And that takes tremendous accuracy. It takes tremendous repetition in our faith. It takes a lot of time in our faith. And so the application of our faith when we're repetitious and when we're persistent with it, there's going to be a growth and a sharp-edged tip that's going to be able to decipher into the culture. Um, and that's, I think that's how we're called to live. You know, Jeremiah also, when he was preaching to the people, said, hey, we've forgotten how to blush. And I, uh, mm, I, think, right. we're, I think we're at that point today, you know, we have just become so, uh, and you're right, point the finger at each of us. Uh, we've grown so so lax and so callous to to the world that we we easily slide in. You can't tell you can't tell there's a difference. And uh, it's but it sounds like to me that that who God put in your life showed you. You said you were watching His life. Um, it's uh, Harry Walsh. Yeah, Harry's. You were watching Harry's life, and yes. and God used his testimony, the way he lived, what his his talk backed up or I'm sorry, his walk backed up his talk. And that was what really also God used there in your life. And God wants to do that with all of us. Yeah, he does. And and the other thing about Harry is that I noticed that he walked alone a lot. As a Christian who's going to be faithful before the Lord, you have to be willing to walk alone um, for a while. And I think that that's uh, you're not always going to have the crowds in your face. In fact, if you think about it, there's a great verse in the Bible, and it hit me the other day when I read it. I've read it a million times, but sometimes 
you know, the Lord hits you and refreshes yes. you, and you and you see something that you never saw before. But in Mark fifteen fifteen, Mark chapter fifteen, verse fifteen, he's talking about Pontius Pilate. Jesus is being interrogated by Pontius Pilate. Pilate is is really wanting to not go through with this crucifixion with Jesus, but it says right here in verse fifteen, chapter fifteen, verse fifteen, wishing to satisfy the crowd. Pilate released Barabbas for them, and right. after having Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. And I just kept going over and saying to myself, wishing to satisfy the crowd, wishing to satisfy the crowd, wishing to satisfy the crowd. And that seems to be the mantra for a lot of us today. We're so afraid of standing alone. And that's what Harry Walls did for me when he walked around on that Brown University campus, and when he was out there on that football field, amidst all the non-believers that were there, uh, Harry Walls was not willing to satisfy the crowd. Harry Walls was willing to stand alone, and that makes so much of the difference. God is going to call all of us, particularly as believers, followers of him at times, to stand alone. You know, Jesus said, the foxes have holes, the birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. God, Jesus himself had to be alone a lot of times because the crowds rejected him. But when we stand for truth, ah, all we need is an audience of one, isn't it? That's right. Amen. Amen to that. He is uh, Coach Ron Brown, again, the Director of Player Development for Nebraska Football. And this website, I cannot recommend this website enough. Uh, KingdomSports.online. KingdomSports, one word, dot online. And like I said in the first segment, don't don't go on that website. If, you, if you've got to get to school or you've got to get to work and you only have five minutes, Make sure you've got 20, 25, 30 minutes at least because once you get on it, you're going to be like me and you're going to spend a lot of time listening to these, reading what uh, what KingdomSports.online is all about, and it's uh, it's really impressive. Coach, we're going to get to a break. Let's side of the break. Two things I want to start out with. I want uh, We have a two-time guest on this show that really um, impressed both Pastor and I, Dr. Ed Gomes. And we're going to talk. I'm sure you spent some time with with uh, oh, yeah. Dr. Gomes oh, at Liberty. We're going to ask you about him. And then another part that I listened to today, um, Mike Linebacker, you were talking, and and he says, look, I don't want any of that softness of a Christian athlete. I, got, I need the Satan music. I need to get fired up. I'll come back to the Christian lifestyle when I got done uh, playing football. And you said, hold on a second. Let me tell you how tough Jesus Christ was. And we're going to talk mm-hmm. about that on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Sorens Ford of Brookfield. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church. He's Pastor Ken Keltner, our special guest, Director of Player Development at Nebraska uh, University. He's a Cornhusker. He's coached there. He is not through and through a Cornhusker. He played at Brown University, coached at Liberty for a few years, coached a couple of places. 
And I wanted to start with, remember Dr. Ed Gomes? Just a yeah. phenomenal guest. Two-time guest here on Faith in the Zone. And, and his uh, his passion for, for the Lord and his passion for life and his passion for liberty um, was, was unbelievable. The, both times that we had him on, and, and Ron, I, I would assume that when you were at Liberty, you had the opportunity to hang out with Dr. Ed Gomes a little bit? For three great years with Dr. Gomes. But not only that, uh, Ed, Ed Gomes and I grew up together. We grew up in the same community. Did you really? I played against, yeah, I played against his brothers in high school basketball. He, Ed Gomes came from the best sports family in the state of Massachusetts at that time, back in the 1970s. That, his sisters... And his whole, all the guys in his family, they had a large family. Every one of them were stellar athletes, including Ed himself. Wow. So, uh, uh, you so know, they he, were very well known. I don't, I don't believe he ever brought that up. No, yeah, I, I wish I would have known He's that. A humble I, guy. Yeah, humble and guy. he just, he is on fire for the Lord. Oh, and, yeah. you know, we had Turner Gill on as well um, at, right. at Liberty. And, and uh, it was right, I, I think... It was a few. It was during the off season, but the first game there, you guys were playing at Baylor, and I said, "Coach, what are you thinking?" He said, "Man, we just, you know what? We'll go play them. We'll be all right. We're going to get after it." And, and then you guys go out and beat Baylor that year. We did we got them? Yeah, we, we did. We had a well, we had a great offense. You know, a quarterback and a and a receiver that were NFL type guys. You know, in terms of their skill set, and they were young players at the time. They lit them up. I mean, we really threw the ball all over them. Defensively, uh, we were able to hold them well enough, and popped up, popped an upset against them uh, in their stadium, the opening game of the year in 2017. Boy, that was uh, I, I remember after saying to to him, "What were you thinking?" I obviously paid attention to that game, and I think, Pastor, I called you like five minutes after they beat him. I said, "Hey, look." Maybe guys should be coming on faith in the zone a little more often, you know. <laughs> maybe maybe we're a good luck charm or something. Yeah. Well, Ed Gomes was so. I. I in fact, I'm going to reach out to him again and 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 have him back on because it's just he's a, he's just he was a wonderful guest uh, for faith in the zone. Hey, w- w- before we went to a break at the end of the last break, I I was talking about again uh, one of the tapes that I was watching, one of the videos I was watching today on Kingdom Sports. Dot online, and you were talking about uh, having a conversation with a Mike linebacker, and and how tough you have to be to play that position. You have to be a tough kid to play that position. And you're talking about, you know, he said, "Look, I'll get back to my Christian life, you know, once I get off the field. But right now, I need to listen to this this Satan music to get me fired up, and I and I don't want the softness of of, of being a Christian athlete before I go play football." And and your response to him was brilliant. He said, "Hey, you think Satan's tough? Let me tell you about what Jesus Christ did, and then you tell me who's tougher." And and I just really appreciate. There's going to be some people that listen to the show that are going to listen to that video, and they'll be smiling because, man, the passion you had when you were explaining the toughness of Jesus Christ when he was here on earth was incredible. Well, remember how it was described in the Bible: Satan bruised a heel, but <laughs> Jesus crushed a head. And he crushed the head of Satan, and the the, the cross, uh, the resurrection from the dead, um, the power that uh, that we get because of an inheritance in Jesus Christ upon receiving Him as Savior and Lord. Uh, greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. And the Scriptures also remind us that in the world you will have tribulation, you will have a bruised heel from time to time. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. 
Why? Because Jesus stepped on the skull of Satan. He crushed his head. So we have the victory in Christ, period, end of story. That's why football, whether it's a tough position at Mike Linebacker or whatever sport you're playing, whatever business endeavor you're in, a marriage takes great toughness, whatever it is, we have all the means necessary to accomplish that which God has called us to do to finish the job. So that's why I get excited, <laughs> uh, just knowing the promises of Scripture. Yeah. I hope you're teaching an, ad- an adult Bible class or something in your church, you know, Coach Ryan. I mean, you do have a great uh, understanding and uh, uh, knowledge of the Word, and uh, it's just been refreshing listening to you here. So uh, I hope uh, whether it's Bible studies on campus or – or, or whatever God has allowed you to, to get involved in, I hope I hope you're you're, you're teaching because you, uh, you you love the Lord and have a great passion for His Word. That's encouraging to me. Well, I I, I do get that opportunity often, um, but I will say this: it comes with a price. The Bible says uh, those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Mm-hmm. Will suffer persecution. At some point here, as we teach the Word of God. As we, as we live it out, and I'm not talking about forcing it on anybody. I'm not talking about standing out, outside with a bullhorn and just screaming at people. Uh, I'm talking about if we live confidently in Christ with the accuracy and authority that God has called us to live, at some point we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to collide head-on with this world. And the deal is we're not called to get off the exit ramp. We're called to stay on. I just look at all our, many of our predecessors in Scripture, these these New Testament writers, church history shows us seven of those eight were murdered for their faith, mm-hmm. and the eighth was John was was they tried to boil him in hot hot oil as the as the history lesson goes, couldn't kill him. He was exiled to the island of Patmos where he wrote Revelation. But the, the scriptures over and over again with Jesus, uh, uh, John the Baptist, Stephen the Martyr. You look around the world today, guys, and there are people dying for their faith. Mm -hmm. I'm embarrassed Mm -hmm. here in America at times at how we're easily bought off and and will shut our mouths at the whim of anybody threatening our job or threatening our, our reputation, let alone our life. And you know what? What a perfect uh, it's called a segue in that radio business because in my hand I've got an article uh, that I that I printed out for Pastor Nine. It starts saying this. Husker football assistant Ron Brown says he's not intimidated by a letter ACLU Nebraska sent public schools. And Brown says it's an intimidation issue. I'm not intimidated, and I won't be backing down. So when I walk into public schools, I will share what I believe to be the truth. And then later in the uh, article, this was my favorite. Yeah, I go into schools, and I share my faith in Jesus Christ. I've got one speech. I don't have two speeches because integrity means one. I don't have a secular school speech or a Christian school speech or a football speech or a church speech. I have mine. And I just, I, you can hear him saying that, right, Pastor? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So when, when, you, when the ACLU and you said, look, it's about the 40th time they've, they've sent a letter, and, and that does not intimidate you, Coach Brown. No, it, it doesn't because the promise of God is far better than the the intimidation of man. It's, it's, I can rely on the promise of God. Now, if you look at Daniel, you look at his life, Daniel was sent to the lion's den for being obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
and uh, in, at, at that time, the Lord God of Israel. And, you know, you, you, you can't control our, our consequences and our circumstances. What you do get to control is your expression of your faith. And you have to let God be God sovereignly. If, it's, if it means my life, it means my life now. At some point, we're all going to die. Uh, mm-hmm. If it means that God rescues at the last minute or whatever, then praise the Lord. But either way, the success isn't whether we live or die. The success is in our the faithfulness that we have in expressing uh, what God has called us to express and announce to this world, the reality of who he is as Savior and Lord. You know, the, the last sentence in this, in this article, um, it, it says this, uh, Brown thinks that's a shame that, that they've sent letters uh, to people in the school districts saying, don't invite him. And, and uh, Coach Brown says this, as a citizen of the United States, as a person who can freely disclose what he believes to be the truth, I have not only the right but the responsibility to tell kids what I believe. That, that I underlined responsibility a lot. And, and when he says that, Pastor Ken, I, not only do I have the right, but I have the responsibility to tell kids what I believe. You know, that goes for, that goes for us, too. That goes for somebody that works at this radio station. When when I have a conversation, there's somebody here who says, you know, I'm an atheist. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? Well, how long did it take you to read the Bible? And he said, well, I told you I'm an atheist. I didn't read the Bible. I said, well, if, if you didn't read the Bible, you're not an atheist. You're a non-believer. And he said, yeah, that's fine. I'm a non-believer. And it's my responsibility. And I didn't have those words. But I mean, I have them now after reading this article. What I said to him was, Look, if you wanted to go to Madison, Wisconsin, and didn't know how to get there, and I had a map, don't I? It, 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 shouldn't I show this to you as as my friend, as a guy I work with? I need to show this to you, right? And he said, "I don't want. I don't want to go to Madison." Basically, <laughs> is what he said. And I said, "So you know, but here, it's it's. And I not only have the right, but I have the responsibility to tell not only kids but people." What I believe, I'll, t- I'll tell you what this this article was was awesome, Coach. And and when when you told me, look, if you want me on this show, I'm not backing down. I'm gonna tell you what I believe. And I said, come on, that's what we need. We need more people to get up on the mountaintop. And you certainly um, do that, guys. We've got to get to a break. We've got one short segment uh, coming up next, and and uh, we're gonna ask Coach Brown a couple personal things, right? Sure. What yeah. do you want to ask him? Uh, you talking about you talking yeah, about sports wise? Yeah, sports wise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, a highlight. A highlight. Yeah, because it'll be a low light if he comes <laughs> to Milwaukee. <laughs> he comes to Milwaukee. We start playing one on one football, and you throw out do a little down out and up, and we'll beat him. And well, you know the other oh, thing boy. he said he plays basketball, so he, we can get him on our three on three team if he can rebound and, and oh, find yeah. find me in the corner. You rebound and pass the ball to us open guys. That's what you got to do, coach. And if you can defend three guys on the defensive end, we're going to be really good. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. Coach Ron Brown, director of player development for Nebraska football, and and he is a co-founder KingdomSports.online. Kingdom Sports dot online and i cannot recommend enough spend some time on that website if you're a coach if you're a parent if you're a player if you're an administrator if you're a co-worker if you if you're just a guy that goes to the factory every day go to that website and start listening to some of these uh these videos and you will be encouraged i i gotta tell you you'll be really encouraged this is faith in the zone on sports radio 105.7 fm the fan 
Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fallon Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest. And uh, I'm telling you, this is, this show will be replayed a number of times. He is Coach Ron Brown, Director of Player Development at Nebraska. And his uh, he co-founded the website KingdomSports.online. KingdomSports.online. Hey, uh, Coach, is there a place on that website, and I believe there is, that people, if they're feeling led to give to this ministry, um, they can go online and give to this ministry? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that is. And uh, Gordon Thiessen is the co-founder, along with me, fellow uh, former, just a former player here at Nebraska. You've had him on your show. Yep. Uh, tremendous, tremendous man. But yeah, you, uh, if you go online, uh, you should be able to find um, a way to uh, click on ways that you can help support. Uh, the money does not go to me. It goes to a lot of our uh, opportunities to film because we do a lot of film work, resources. Gordon develops tons and tons uh, of resources, books, and all kinds of materials for coaches and athletes and parents. Uh, so, yeah, there, there should be plenty there for you as you go online. Hey, uh, Pastor, um, the, the definition for uh, Kingdom Sports Overtime, which is some of the, the videos that I, that I uh, watched today, Rob Brown uses Kingdom principles to teach athletes how to compete biblically. Videos are somewhere between four and six minutes, designed to be used at FCA huddles and other athlete small groups. And we've had that conversation on this show a lot. Is it Christian to give everything you have to play as hard as you possibly can when you're on the court or on the field? And there are people that say, nah, you know, you, you, probably not. And we totally disagree with that. Absolutely. First Corinthians yeah. 10 31 says, whatever you do, you do it all for the glory of God. And so, yeah, Colossians three twenty three yeah. also says, yeah, yeah. "Do your work heartily, as unto the Lord, and not unto men." And that word "heartily" is a, if you if you trace the Greek back on it, it really means with every ounce of what you got inside. I mean, it's all out, inside out, as unto the Lord, though not unto men. So yeah. they're really the hardest working person that you should ever see on a field. If there are Christians there, yeah. it ought to be Christians. Yeah. You know, my dad, my dad coach used to always tell me, he said, it's, it's not a disgrace to fail or to lose, but it is definitely a sin if you do less than your best. And um, so, right. so that, that's what I grew up with. So, yeah. Hey, um, Rob, before we go, and we've got about five minutes left, we love asking, um, you know, former athletes, if, if you can look back at your career and and tell us, you know, give us one highlight. Like what what stands out? What's the what's the, the the best highlight that you have as either a high school or college or even a pro football player? I, w- I want to tell you what it was, and it's it's really kind of a weird highlight, I think, um, because it wasn't really a, a game highlight, or uh, even it was after practice uh, with the Chicago Bears years ago. Mike Ditka was the first year head coach. 1982, I'm in camp. He comes up to me, 
And, you know, Dipka had this reputation of being this tough, hardcore guy and, you know, mean and gruff and all of that. And he was a, I'll tell you, he was a tough dude, man, no question. But he was a fair, fair guy. He came up and put his arm around me after one practice. And he said, you know what? He said, I, I love the way you're moving. I think you have a chance to make this football team. He said, I, I love the way you play. <laughs> oh. And that's what he said. Now, yeah. I ended up blowing my knee out and football ended for me pretty much after that for the most part uh but when i became a uh, the head freshman coach at brown university in 1983 about a year later uh i ca- i i called mike ditka and i and i and i shared this with him and i said you know coach ditka you'll never know what that meant to me that you put your arm around me a, a measly free agent from the ivy league and amidst all the great safeties that they had Doug Plank and Gary Fensick, Todd Bell, and all those great players that they had at that time. And you told me that you thought that, honestly, I would have a chance to make this team. I said, you know what, from now on as a coach, uh, that's how I'm going to treat my players. I'm going to pump sunshine into them, uh, not just flattery, but I'm, I'm going to look, I'm going to catch them doing something right. And uh, I just thank him for that. And, it, you know, and I, I was a new Christian then. Um, I, I didn't quite know how to share my faith. But as God taught me along the way, I was able to extend my faith to many players, and I believe that God used Coach Dicka to to help uh, just help me to see that that was a great way to share faith in Jesus Christ was through the football field and encouragement, putting your arm around people. Well, I'll tell you, Plank and Fensick, they'd hit you. Those boys, look, I, you know, born and raised here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, been a Packer fan my whole life, but that Plank and Fensick. They, they they would, would hit you right up to the whistle and maybe just a second or two after that whistle. <laughs> those boys those boys would knock your head off. We have two uh, ex NFL players that are in our building that that are on our afternoon uh, show. Uh, Gary Ellerson played for the Badgers, the Packers, and the Lions as a running back, right. and uh, right. Leroy Butler. Uh, who played for the Green Bay Packers. He's here every day. And uh, I asked Gary Ellerson what it was like to play in the NFL. And he said, you really want to know? And I said, yeah, as a running back, what was it like? He said, here's what I want you to do. Put a uniform on, go out in your alley, and as hard as you can, run into the garage door 25 times. And then then you tell me the next day, and even that second day, you tell me what it was like. He said, man, it's hard. It's Physically, it's it is just it's unbearable at times, and then by Wednesday you start thinking, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better. Maybe uh, maybe I'll get after it. So, hey, I really appreciate your time. Uh, I really do. And if there's if you're ever uh, up this way, and I know you'll you'll be maybe at Camp Randall either this year or next year. I'm not sure if you get the Badgers here, but if there's anything that you need from us, we're we're uh, 90 minutes away from from Madison, and and certainly if. Uh, I'll buy lunch. If Pastor's buying, it's Chick-fil-A. If I'm buying lunch, it might be a little something different, Ron. But we uh, we certainly would make our way up to Madison uh, if there's anything. I know that uh, you guys are awfully busy game day. Hey, Scott Frost going to turn that program around, I think. Yeah, uh, Coach Frost, is. Uh, of course, I knew him. I was coaching when he was a player here and uh, kind of served as a, uh, a guy that I, I put my arm around Scott whenever I could and he was very bright and a tremendous, tremendous young man, great coach, and he does the same thing. He puts his arms around people. I, I believe the Lord is using him, I think, to turn the culture uh, here at Nebraska and point them in a, in a great direction. So I'm really excited about what our 
what, what the future looks like for our football team. Here. Well, I know this that a past guest, I think it was Todd Brown, Boy, he's a receiver mm-hmm. yes. at Nebraska. He said, "Look, one of the one of the most important things that Coach Frost is is doing again is he's making that the the uh, coming in the as a redshirt, the walk on, the walk on, the preferred walk on is a big deal yeah. here, and and guys in yeah. this kid kids in this area all grew up wanting to be a Cornhusker, and he's going to get back to that. So, Coach yeah. Ron Brown, I can't thank you enough. And again, KingdomSports.online. One word: Kingdom Sports." online cannot recommend that enough and you're if you're feeling led to help that ministry out please do so it's very important hey coach thanks a lot and have a great week thank you guys god bless you all right thank you you thank you coach thanks for listening this is faith in the zone on sports radio 105.7 fm the fan you've been listening to faith in the zone with host mike mcgivern and pastor ken keltner you can hear faith in the zone every sunday at 8 a.m To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? For certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.